1: By the way, Brad, John, and I joined at literally the exact same moment. Cool. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> I guess it's not cool to him, but it was. It was. Cool away, me. Bro.
0: <laughs> My day. I mean, I, I was having a really shitty day until now. So
1: okay, I got it. All right, I'm, I'm ready. All right, give me one second. Hello and welcome to the Keep Sounding Podcast. This is your week one breakdown edition. First time of the year, at least that I'm here anyway. I'm I'm assuming that last week we didn't even have a show. So this is the first one as far as I'm concerned. But John, how are you doing this evening?
2: Oh, 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 great, Brian. How are you doing? Welcome. Welcome back to the show.
1: Welcome back to the show. You mean welcome back forever? Yes, for everybody, you, were the oh.
2: you were dearly missed. You were, yeah, you missed shows.
1: Oh wait, you, you guys did one without yeah, me. All for, right, for the
0: record, we did do a show without you, Brian. God.
1: <sighs> okay. Well, I'm sure that nobody listened to it, so this is going to all be new information for them. So that's fine. Uh, I mean, was actually our most downloaded
0: show of the last six months. But you know, <laughs> who's counting, right?
1: Where did you get those stats from? You're lying to me. Anyway, uh, Brad, how are you doing?
0: I am doing well, Brian. I am so glad you asked.
1: Yeah, I like to ask Nobody that. ever
0: asks me how I'm doing except for, like, you. Like, you're the only person who does.
1: That's programmed in my brain like, to ask everybody how John, they're doing. John himself. didn't
0: ask me how I was doing last week, so.
1: Oh, my God. John, that's a you crucial part the of the show. Film. That's that right. Brad, I
0: started the show. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You should ask yourself how you were
1: doing, man.
2: <laughs> that would be, like, hi, uh, I'm
1: Jonathan how are you doing job? Then I'm great. Uh, who else is here? Uh, Brad, what you need to do, John is get a, is get a bit of me asking how you guys are doing that way. Brad always feels like he's being asked how he's doing.
0: That's a great idea. Him. That's probably the best idea you've ever had, Brian.
1: Uh, wow. That was, that was a pretty passive, aggressive insult, but okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so obviously the Panthers did play a game against the Raiders, which they lost, but it wasn't all bad. Um, normally uh, in seasons past you know we'd all sit here and break down our thoughts but newsflash for anyone who didn't listen to it we have a new or I should why well, is it really a new show it's more of a extension of this show I gave um, it a
2: new name so it's a new show
1: you gave it the new name okay well you guys um, didn't
2: tell me a name so I just called it uh, I, I went real clever and called it CSR post game that
1: was real clever it's the, is B&B real clever. B-
0: the B&B is the B- reaction B- show
1: Yep, the B and B reaction show is what we call it. What we're, that's our
0: workshopping title right now.
1: <laughs> yes, um, but yes, it was we suggested
0: in the comments section on CSR that we should call it um, Bradley and the Brain. <laughs> but I, I feel like I that, that gives that you too much credit. So I thought it was like I ironic. I yeah. hate that
1: idea because ever I hate the fact that people misspell the word, the name Brian, and call it Brain. Especially when my last name is fucking Beversluse, and you misspell that in the first name god okay me well crazy. um
0: we would like to at- encourage you to download our new show bradley and the brain uh it will be <laughs> airing <laughs> every sunday after the panthers play a football game
2: yes usually around the time sunday night football starts so you can like put it on while you do your sunday night laundry or watch the background the uh, sunday night football game in the background or something
1: yeah or for your monday morning commute if or for you're, your like,
2: monday being... morning commute
1: yeah um, so we're not, Brad and I are not going to go too far in depth with our ideas. Cause we're just going to be rehashing a lot of stuff. And I'm sure that there are plenty of listeners out there who don't want to hear us talk about the same shit over and over again. So John, give us your thoughts on what you saw on Sunday.
2: I, I think it was probably the same as what you guys feel. in that like, it was, it was exactly what we expected, right? Like offense looks competent. Defense looks, eh, gives up a lot of points. They try hard, they come close, they lose.
0: That's not at all
2: what
1: we said
0: in the show. That's exactly what I expected to see. I mean, it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think. And and I don't know how much we've talked about on this show, but I know in my other conversations with people, I've always said that we're going to give up a lot of points, but we're going to be fun to watch and we're going to lose a lot. And week one, pretty much everything was as expected. So I can't, I, I was happy with it
1: that all you have to say
2: i mean pretty much i i don't have anything like super in-depth um
0: (laughs) so yeah john you're never going to be on the b and b reaction
1: show gonna (laughs) speak for 30 seconds they'll just be me and brad talking the whole i'm more
2: like on the day of i don't want to i don't want to sit here and go through point by point of things you already talked about i'm just giving my general feelings um
1: but you hate curtis samuel and that's not something we talked about
2: he was – he. there was nothing I don't think he did that would sway anybody's opinion of him on Sunday.
0: <laughs> that's like he very had, accurate. Like, if you already liked him, yeah, nothing right. changes. And if you hated him, nothing changes. <laughs> yeah, he had, yeah. like
2: – he had a couple, like, chain-moving catches, and he also had a – I think he had a drop, and then he had that play where he just kind of laid he, – he caught a poorly thrown ball and just kind of laid down a yard short of the first down line until he got touched when he could have maybe made it a play for nice. the first time.
0: Yeah, it a really people nice who people who already like him are like, well, he he caught a bad throw. He, yeah, you know, he might not have caught it. And then people who hate him are like John are like, well, he didn't get the first down. Yeah, so, I mean,
2: <laughs> it was just, I think it was exactly what he's done so far in his career, where it's just kind of a one of those magic eye things where you just see what you want to see.
1: Real quick thread, real quick. I don't want to. I don't want to go too far off topic, but just for the CSR listeners who have been listening to this for a long time, obviously we know that John hating Curtis Samuel is a meme. But I figured it out. I cracked the code why he hates Curtis Samuel so much. It's because Curtis Samuel was a running back in college, and running backs aren't relevant in the NFL because stats and spreadsheets and <laughs> analytics. That's why he hates him so much. You got it.
0: Yep. yep. That, that's I cracked that's the code. yeah. Pretty much, we drafted
2: a running back in the second round, and I've been fuming ever since.
1: See, he likes Christian McCaffrey because Christian McCaffrey was classified as a running back/slash back wide receiver. So, <laughs> in the analytics sense, that makes him more valuable because he can yeah, do more but, things. Yeah, uh, but but a
0: wide receiver/slash running back is not valuable.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> being <laughs> a, wide a wide receiver,
2: receiver can... on top of yeah. being a running back is more helpful than being a, than uh, the detraction you get from being a running back as long as well as a wide receiver.
1: Exactly.
0: It makes so perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, it really does. I mean, I, I can see why so many John people better. accept the statistical revelation because it's so easy to understand. And
1: yeah, there's I, so I, much I, logic I, behind it. After I figured that out, I understand John better and we're closer for it. So, <laughs> but I do have one thing I want to point out about the Raiders game before we go on. And I'm kind of tooting my own horn here, but. Um, Brad, I mentioned to you that I was, like, seeing the fact that the Panthers were running three safeties a lot. Yeah, they literally ran that th- 100% of the time. That's their base defense is three safeties. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was – I looked at the snap, cha- the snap counts. So, going forward, Juston Burris, Trey Boston, and I guess um, Jeremy Chin are starters and three safeties, which is really I, – I, I don't want to – dive too much into it because i i did say a lot about it on monday but um yeah i just like that idea because it's something super different i think the only other team that i've seen run that consistently in the nfl right now is the texans it's because they got tyran matthew can play like you know all 11 positions on the defense so it's i think it's i think it's a good step forward in a passing league which means like you know in three years the nfl is going to go back to run the ball 50 times a game
2: i do like that I don't think it's unique to the Panthers, at least as a base defense. I know, uh, like, Mark Barron basically plays linebacker now, but he's kind of like that same safety linebacker hybrid. And yeah. then uh, I think the Cardinals had somebody do that, too.
1: They did, they had a um, – oh, what is his name? I know who you're talking about, too. Uh, shit. Um, Buchanan. Know, Buchanan, yep. Dion Dan Buchanan. Buchanan. Well, the, the reason why I thought it was unique is not as much the fact that they're just running a they're putting a safety at a linebacker or like nickel position spot. They literally had like three deep safeties many, many times during that game. OK,
2: yeah, yeah. that that
1: like that. That's that's a staple of what they were running at Baylor and even at Temple. So that was kind of what I was talking about. I know I know somebody from PFF was talking about it. Um earlier in the offseason I'm not going to bother to find the article and link it because I'm just too lazy for that but it's it's not it's unique to the NFL in the sense that not every team does something like that I think there's only a few teams that run that remotely consistently aside from an exotic look yeah so but yeah that's that's, hopefully we'll see more of that and maybe the defense won't suck as bad next time so anyway
2: (laughs) especially when they're they're when they're not uh, running the just complete wrong play a third of the time
0: that is it's something crazy we that on. we only lost by four points knowing that <laughs> wow.
1: yeah Which... that, that is something we didn't touch on in the podcast by the way earlier this week uh so for those of you who don't know this the panthers defense apparently wasn't running the right play that was called like what 10 or 15 times on sunday rule
2: said 10 to 12 times yeah because something first was wrong
0: with the microphone or speakers and shit inside Shaq thompson's helmet so he couldn't hear the play yeah like he lit the, there was a literal communication issue.
2: Yeah. Which I'm sure that happens more than we realize. And rule is just transparent enough to say like, yeah, we, they, yeah. they didn't know what they were doing. They literally did not know what they were supposed to be doing.
0: I wonder so, if one of those plays was that long play to Henry Ruggs where the defense looked like they didn't even know where he was <laughs> on the field.
2: Yeah. We're probably, like,
0: even if it wasn't, if I'm Matt Rule and the Panthers, I'm like that is absolutely one of those eleven times.
2: They say, "Hey, Matt, where? What plays were they?" And he just like pulls up the play-by-play of like the longest Raiders plays in the first half and just lists off those plays.
0: That's exactly what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: all the, all the good plays the Raiders had were because we couldn't get the head the play into Shaq on the headset.
0: That play, yeah. though, real talk. That play looked like it could have been one of them.
1: It, I, I play, think it absolutely was, actually. Because was,
0: he, Ruggs was wide open. Like and You can't not cover Ruggs. Like, he's their prime rookie. Like So I, I think that definitely was one of the plays.
1: Well, I, I wanted to say, too, as the Trey Boston stan of the CSR community, it looked like they were running cover three, except for the side of the field that he was
2: hey, on. Hey, hey, hey. I wrote an article specifically about Trey Austin not being bad. In the well, is your name season. Trey Boston stan on Twitter, John? Is no, it- but no, but I wrote I wrote something nice about him.
1: Yeah, you said he might not be bad. That was what I remember.
2: No, reading. I said he's good.
1: Uh-huh.
2: I I think uh-huh. I think I titled it like Trey Boston's not bad because I like to title thing. I give things weird titles. People have yelled at me yelled at me about that many, many times.
0: Um but yeah, and people got mad at you for saying he's not terrible. Like mm-hmm. what I mean. Which is why <laughs>
2: that was the title. Yeah. I think it was like <laughs> Trey Boston is actually good. Or something just like i don't know i've I, I received it was trey boston might actually be good i
0: believe now i have to look it up to confirm okay. but yeah I, I
2: do i do make my titles argumentative because it attracts people's attention you know oh no clickbait
1: 101 clickbait Uh-oh. <laughs> That's why i so mean so many people hate us now
0: yeah <laughs> trey boston is a good safety was the title okay uh,
1: Damn it! It was probably it Man, was probably because it was probably because I like retweeted it and said something different, and then it just confused me in my brain. I'm
2: so like I'm so clever with these titles. But so you, you with are these really
1: clever, John. Good job. Proud of you.
0: He is um, a good safety, though. That's the thing.
2: Yeah, I thought you were going mean, to give John he, a compliment right now, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. he's a good title writer.
0: Yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> he, he he tries too hard to be on Sports Center sometimes. Mm-hmm. And where if he would just make a normal play, it would be fine.
1: But that he's nowhere near
0: as... Yeah, he's nowhere near as bad <laughs> as people make him out to be.
2: Yeah. He's very good, like, coverage <laughs> safety.
1: Yeah. That's one of the things that you just don't... You don't see it on the... Like, when you're watching it on like regular you know scheduled broadcasting because all you see is him running after some guy who was wide open it's like well that was trey boston's fault it's like "Eh." Mm
2: -hmm.
0: yeah
1: if you if you actually sit down and watch the film a lot of times you can see that it wasn't necessarily his fault so yeah
0: my favorite thing that he does is and he did it on a play in the first quarter against the raiders if if a, a quarterback throws overthrows a receiver by like three yards <laughs> or more. Oh, Trey yeah. Boston will get up and do the incompletion sign. Like he caused the play when he had nothing to do with it. Like Derek Carr just overthrew the guy. Like there was nothing that the receiver could do. And Trey Boston gets up and acts like he just made a big play to, to break up a pass. That's
1: what a leader does, bro.
0: That's what a leader does. Exactly.
1: A leader of men. <laughs> so, John, I know we. Uh, so, John, I know you have some things you wanted to talk about from around the NFL that are funny, like what we just talked about. So, why don't you uh, tell us what you'd like to discuss? All right. So
2: we have a few things. Uh, I should have some like sweet, like segment sound or music first, but I'm not <laughs> going to do that. We're just going to talk about it. All right. This is a question for you guys. Did the Colts pay Philip Rivers a bunch of money to be worse than Jacoby Brissett?
0: They absolutely did. It looks did. like they did.
2: And not only be worse as a player, but also bring his
0: bad luck. Well, that's not really their fault. (laughs) Well, because the Chargers won. I mean, (laughs) well, that's
2: here's the thing. So like, it's not it's not an NFL Sunday if it's not like 630 in the afternoon and the Chargers are down by like six points in the fourth quarter. with Philip Rivers um, trying to make a last minute drive to tie or win the game and always coming up short. Like, that's just a Sunday tradition, right? and they always find ways to lose. The Chargers dude do did. Uh well that's what the Colts did yesterday or Sunday, down by a score in the fourth quarter, came up short on the comeback and had like the luckiest win of the weekend.
0: It's it's the Philip Rivers effect.
2: Yeah, like like the way the Chargers won is exactly how they lost with Philip Rivers on the team. Like the Bengals I think scored a touchdown to win the game but it got called back for OPI.
0: Yeah, then, and then the, the kicker shanked the the field goal. He, the yeah, he
2: shanked the chip shot field goal and faked the calf injury.
0: Yeah, he, he totally faked the calf injury. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says.
2: Yeah, it, it, well, especially because now they're af like, because they play again on, uh, and they claim to kicker, so they're gonna, you know. Yeah, they played
0: Thursday night, but he he totally faked that injury. But
2: it's funny that they're like, oh, yeah, the injury to Randy Bullock isn't serious. Like, oh, yeah, no duh. Well, it's because it's not real. (laughs) because it's not real. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that was was, uh, fact one. Uh, Or question number one. The other thing, I think people don't realize that the Eagles are going to be bad. Like, the Eagles sneaky. It's like a cool story that Washington had the big upset over Philadelphia. But – like, people don't, people forget that Philadelphia is sneaky, has like no good players.
0: Yeah. They, they, I think they're going to be the good team that everybody thought was going to be decent, but they're, they're going to end up picking in the top five. Yeah. Well, I it's feel like,
1: like they still don't have any wide receivers. Like, I know they have Deshaun yeah. Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey was out, but like, I just don't. Deshaun Jackson's old. Alshon Jeffrey's old. And he's obviously made of glass and was definitely not worth the pick over Amini Sulatolu. So, <laughs> like, <coughs> I just don't feel like they have anybody for Carson Wentz to do well with, and he's he's not Cam Newton, so he's not going to take a team to the Super Bowl with that receiving core.
2: And he's he's overrated too. Like he's not as good as he's portrayed to be. Yeah. Yes. But um, like they have no good weapons. Their offensive line is decent, but they're all hurt, and their team is just always all hurt. And their defense has like Fletcher Cox and a couple good linebackers, and their secondary is still terrible. So like, I don't know where they, you know, why they're supposed to be good. They just don't have good players.
0: Yeah because and it's the they play in and a, their team they played they played Dallas twice so that's two losses they played mm-hmm. the Giants twice the Giants are going to be a sneaky decent team
2: Yeah they'll be they'll be all right
0: they'll be like 8-8 something like that This might be a
1: hot take but Eagles fans are almost as bad as Cowboys fans when it comes to being when it comes to we're going to win the Super Bowl like the uh, the unwarranted bravado Yeah like I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent because I know we're not going into this for too long, but I literally had an Eagles fan at one time who tried to fight me because I said that I said that Kevin Cobb was not as good as Matt Moore.
0: He probably regrets said, that if it makes you feel any better, Brian. And he,
1: and he tried to say that Stuart Bradley was the greatest linebacker in the NFL at that time, which I proceeded to tell him that there were two linebackers taken in the same fucking draft as him that were better in Patrick Willis <laughs> and John Beeson and he pers- and then he had to be held back from beating the fuck out of me because i said that
0: that's that's <laughs>
1: how eagles fans are like
2: it sounds aside from like me, what i expect every eagle you, fan to be
1: yeah. yeah like it's it's really it's it's them like they're just very combative and, and 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 i don't i say that knowing that there'll be friends of mine listening who are going to be like fuck you brian like i i have <laughs> i have friends who proving are not your point horrible eagles fans but
0: well i mean to be fair them, they they literally cheered when a dallas wide receiver like blew his knee out at veteran stadium
1: they're the most spiteful fucking <laughs> like fans.
0: he's like, laying I- on the field like his knee is in three different directions and they're cheering as he gets carted off the field
1: yeah they're almost as bad as saints fans
0: nobody <laughs> is as bad as saints fans
1: yeah
2: next fact same game um, I don't want to like, bash too hard because we do, we've do we done plenty of that on Ron Rivera, and he's also <laughs> going through things. But I know, especially from a fantasy perspective, everybody was so hyped for Antonio Gibson. You know, Swiss Army Knife, super athletic, can make people miss. And he had nine carries for 36 yards, while Peyton Barber, who's known veteran, bad running back, got 17 carries for 29 yards.
0: Wait, what? No. You didn't know that?
1: Way.
0: You didn't no. know
2: that
1: one? Yes, I fucking
0: knew that. Of course <laughs> I
1: did. Um that's so surprising. Ron what like Ron Rivera? Really? He would do that? <laughs> Crazy.
2: There was uh, there was one play or possession I was watching on uh Red Zone and they got the ball on the goal line and they they just like handed it to Barber up the middle four times in a row and eventually scored on the fourth try. But yeah. You know, you got your rookie who's like the future of your backfield who's like actually good and a veteran that, you know, is bad. And let's go ahead and give the veteran guy a bunch of carries to just run to the back of the offensive line and go nowhere.
0: You would think that at least on third down, they would have run a play action pass to somebody. I know. Like, wait, I, could, I could did see you see did you watch it twice the same? to like, ju- uh, to draw them in that it's going to happen again, right. but damn. <laughs>
1: You you do realize that this is Ron Rivera we're talking about, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just okay, thought it was. Just
1: to make sure.
2: So funny. It, it was. It was shades of drafting Christian McCaffrey eighth overall and having him play scat back behind Jonathan Stewart, who couldn't run, who was probably running like a
1: five two forty at that point in his career. You know what they say about history? If you don't learn from it, you're doomed to repeat it. Yeah, and, are and I, before we move
0: on, it. I I do want to take a minute to say this because we probably won't talk about. Washington football team again until we play them I think in week 16 or something like that
1: Ron Rivera revenge game
0: yeah um Ron Rivera I've I've criticized as being a terrible head coach and outdated (laughs) and all these other things you can say Uh, he is a super optimal great whatever word you want to use human being he's one of the good guys in the NFL um Best wishes, best of luck to you. Get well soon. I hope your um, treatment goes the way you want it to go and that your recovery is swift and painless. And I wish you all the best. I'm glad you're not the head coach of my favorite team anymore, <laughs> but I I do hope that, that you find health and happiness in, in what yeah. you're going through because nobody deserves to go through what you're going through. Yeah. Still rooting for him as a human being. I'm rooting for you as a human being. Uh, So, you know, best of luck to you, Ron. And I mean that I'm not just saying it. I actually, I think Ron Rivera is one of the few good people left in the NFL, especially in that organization. Yeah. Um, So, you know, he's been, this is the, this is his second head coaching job. And it's the second organization that has had to deal with what he's having to deal with. So, (laughs) you know, I mean, he's got his work cut out for him, especially with what he's going through in his personal life. So, you know, best of luck. And hopefully he's around when we play them at the end of the year. So he can have his revenge game
2: um two more things one from the monday night football game this is kind of a long line to like the chargers being the chargers and i guess we didn't talk about it but the lions being the lions um the <laughs> titans were like the worst kicking team of all time last year and they signed like the most accurate kicker of all time to fix their problem and he missed four <laughs> kicks in his first game as a titans kicker yeah
1: he he ma- he had to make a like 28 yard field goal to win the game to and basically save his job <laughs> yeah he was getting cut the next day if they. Oh, lost. for sure, yeah. There's yeah. got
0: to be it's. There's got to be some kind of, of voodoo spell or something. Yeah. On, on the kicker of, in Tennessee because that yeah. was crazy.
2: Yeah. It was like it didn't matter who it was. They just can't make kicks. Maybe their holders bad.
0: Yeah, Which you know, has anybody looked at the holder? Who
2: is the holder? <laughs> uh, their punter. I don't know their punter off the top of my head. I know their punter is a good punter though. <laughs> i will also
1: say their kicker the one year uh what was his name um suck up
0: suck yeah, ryan
1: Suckup. he was like one of ryan Suckup was like one of the most accurate kickers of like all time the one year mm-hmm. too so, yeah, so now he's know,
0: not even year. in the top 10 anymore because of the year in tennessee yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> um
1: we should touch on the lions real quick though so Brad, I know you wanted to talk about that. So so what, what what observation did you have about the Lions and Bears game? I didn't I didn't
0: know How that. do you blow a 17-point fourth quarter lead to a guy named Mitchell? Like <laughs> how does that happen? Mitch Trubisky is arguably the worst starting quarterback in the league and for whatever reason the Bears are incessant upon starting him and playing him i guess just to get value out of the draft pick that they traded up for to to take him number 2 overall when they could have taken him number 3 overall uh or they or could have just the drafted Patrick Mahomes or you know whatever
1: Lamar Jackson
0: or Lamar Jackson no
2: Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Watson, oh, Watson. yeah Sorry. excuse
0: me yeah they could have drafted Deshaun Watson who is an mvp caliber quarterback but no they drafted mitchell and you should never draft a guy named mitchell to play quarterback it's by just the way not...
1: i know sorry go ahead i didn't mean i'm saying it's just
0: not going to work out
1: like so i said this a few years i think i said this uh his second year in the league but after he blew up uh, he he fucked up my uh my uh what is it like survivor league where you pick one team per per game or per week or something like that. And I was like, ever since then, I will, ne- I will, his name is not Mitch. His name is Mitchell. He does not get the benefit of being called Mitch to me. His <laughs> name is Mitchell. His name is Mitchell yeah. Trubisky. I don't care what anybody says. If I'm talking about him and they say Mitch Trubisky, I will respond and say, actually it's Mitchell.
2: I thought he wanted to be called Mitchell Trubisky. Like in the draft, he's like, yeah, he I want deserves to I want to be Mitchell Trubisky, and everybody's like, okay. And then they just never – and then he just stayed Mitch Trubisky.
0: Well, Brian, it's to because, be fair, if he wants to be called Mitchell, you should call him Mitch. Like, you no. should disrespect him because he's so No, bad. I
1: intentionally – no, because Mitchell is a way more disrespectful name because it's more formal, and it requires more syllables, which means that I'm I'm intentionally putting more effort into being disrespectful to him, and I don't fucking care what he wants. Everybody else calls him <laughs> Mitch, so I'm calling him Mitchell. Fuck yeah, you, it's like Mitchell. you're
2: scolding him. It's like you, you don't – you scold your – you stole yes, people by is... calling them by their first name by their full name.
1: I didn't even realize that that's what I was doing, but John, you're 100% right that is what I was doing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> John. Uh, la- yes. Well, that's yeah, <laughs> that's another thing. Um anyway, I also prefer to be called Jonathan, but whatever. Uh Suck. Cam Newton is back.
0: Oh. I God. wonder who predicted this would happen. Like literally everyone every, not every... making that rule. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, they might have. To be fair, they might have known he was going to come back and be better when he got back healthy, and other other reasons to let him go. But yeah, I uh, I
0: legitimately think that it was a David Tepper just wants to tear it all down, yeah, and build it up in, in his team. Like he doesn't want the team he inherited from Jerry Richardson. He wants the team he built.
2: Yeah, build it from scratch.
0: Yeah, and I mean that's just that's just his his mentality and. It's his money so he can do whatever he wants but my god it was a it was nice to see Cam playing well and it was nice to see a team use his strengths.
2: Yeah, they ran him a lot.
0: They ran him a lot. I don't know if that's sustainable but I know John you'd think it is but I I hope they let him sling it around the yard a little bit too.
2: Yeah, I mean, he passed like well as a receiver. Often. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then um, it's just – it's so funny because he's just so big. Because we haven't seen him run in a couple seasons because last year he had a foot issue, so it's been since 2018. And they were even then. The Panthers were kind of careful about letting him run then. But it's just like he might be the toughest player in the league to tackle.
0: <clears throat> oh, yeah, are you yeah. kidding me? Several several defensive players have said that he is.
2: Like there was so. a play – he didn't score on it, but they – He ran like a little quarterback off tackle run, and it took and he got they stopped him at the goal line. But it took like six dolphins to stop his forward momentum.
1: He's just a big fucking dude who can run. It's like (laughs) what do you like? What do you do? You know? Yeah. It's like he he's he's almost comparable to Derrick Henry in that way, where it's like Mm -hmm. you're like you're gonna you're gonna get hurt hitting him. Like you know, not like hurt hurt, but like it's not gonna be fun.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and as big as Derrick Henry, his Cam's bigger. So like yeah. What does that say
1: Yeah, exactly. Like Cam may not be like the runner that Derrick Henry is, but he's got the speed and the same power. Yeah. Like Yeah, it's just not fair, man.
2: But no, it's really I was I was it's very good to see him back and yeah, thriving. At least, you know, it's been which is one week, but
1: well, so far. I'm glad I made my investment in my Cam Newton jersey for the Patriots. So, it paid <laughs> off already.
2: It's yeah, already worth the my money. My friends
1: are mad, so it works. <laughs>
0: um
2: so I think, it's, uh, I think it's break time so we can talk about the next week
0: sounds like break time yeah
2: break time listen and, to ads and, and do whatever they say
0: i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're hear us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment Man, I tell you what, that is like the greatest product. It it has changed my life. You you have no idea. That wasn't how a product. Much, how Insert much that product is. has changed my life. That I mean, wasn't it, a
1: product. It, it, was a po- it was a plug for another podcast, Brad. That podcast is great. Oh, well then,
0: hey, you will not believe. I, I have listened to that podcast, I want to say, at least a hundred times since it came out. And I tell you. my 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 outlook on life has changed i am a changed man because of that podcast
1: same so anyway we're ready for uh for teddy oh yeah
2: i mean let's
0: let's go hey suit up
2: teddy versus tommy yeah teddy versus tommy
1: top of top of brady buccaneers yeah man i'm glad that you you held on to my to my horrible tongue twister from from monday thanks for that um (laughs) That, yeah, that was, that was, uh, we, we could have even included it in the last bit, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was really fun to, like, even though I hate the Saints with a fiery passion, it was really fucking funny to watch them absolutely fucking stomp the Buccaneers.
2: Well, it's funny because people have kind of not paid attention to it because of the Patriots team success, but Tom Brady's not been good for a few years now.
0: No, oh, yeah, he's, he's gone downhill really quickly. Like, I mean, it. It's explainable because he's in his forties, but yeah, yeah, well into his forties. Yeah, I mean it's it's not been kind. So,
2: but yeah, like it's like the Patriots. They went what twelve and four last year, eleven and five or something.
0: Twelve and four, I think.
2: But yeah, either way, and people are like yeah, see, can't write off Tom and the Patriots yet. It's like well, the Patriots had an easy schedule and the best defense in the league.
0: They actually yeah, had a when you when you was- play the tanking Dolphins and the Jets four times. <laughs> yes. I mean, it, it's not hard to have a winning season.
2: Were you about to say, Brian?
1: I was just going to say they also had a defense that was getting close to being an all-time great defense as far as stats go.
2: Yeah. I like, say, so was... there, that
1: fantasy defense literally beat me like twice last year.
2: Yeah, it, it, they, were, they were very good. And it was like, yeah, Tom Tom's still going. It's like, well, their offense was bad. So it's not really a Tom thing anymore. And so now that he's kind of out from under the 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 shroud of the Patriots and people are actually watching him as an individual to see how he goes without Belichick. It's like, oh man, maybe he's not so good without Belichick. It's like, well he was bad with Belichick. He's just now you're paying attention to it.
0: And Bruce Arians threw him under the fucking <laughs> bus. <laughs> he sure did. Damn. That was I funny didn't actually though. even hear that. What happened? They asked, they asked Bruce Arians about the two interceptions that Tom Brady threw, and, and Bruce Arians was like, well, the receiver ran the correct route. Tom just threw it to the wrong direction. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like it was Mike great. Evans, right? It was like Mike Evans it read the Mike defense Aaron.
2: right, Tom went wrong.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, that, that's understandable considering, you know, everything going on in the world. But,
2: I I do think yeah. it's funny that I think a lot of the kind of like behind the scenes reasoning that people expected for why Brady was kind of wanting out over those last few years there was that Belichick, he wasn't getting like the, I guess, appreciated enough or whatever, or, you know, getting the credit he des- he felt like he deserved from Belichick and the staff there. And then he goes to, to Tampa Bay where Bruce Arians in his first week was like, yeah, Tom, not good.
0: Tom really fucked us today, boys. Yeah,
2: Tom Tom really holding <laughs> us back out there. We need better play from the quarterback position. Tom's just like, what am I doing wrong? I'm the best <laughs> player of all time. Nobody, none of my coaches like me.
0: Meanwhile, Bruce Arians is like, well, you know, Jameis could have done this exact same thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, he could have. I he would have thrown was... two
1: more picks, but yeah.
2: I would, I just want to know what it felt like to be a Buccaneers fan. Like watching, like all right, we got Tom Brady now, no, no, no more this Jameis Winston stuff. And then Tom Brady throws two picks, and one gets taken back for touchdown. I, like yeah. we talk about with teams, like uniforms being cursed.
1: It's just I keep the- I keep trolling Spencer, which, as you listeners know, well may or may or may not know, I should say, but uh, our resident pessimistic Patriots fan that we have on whenever the Panthers played the preseason against the Patriots, he has been all about Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers, and I keep saying they're gonna go eight and eight, dude. They're going to go eight and eight. And well,
0: he, he, just... if he's smart, he will just reverse course now and stick with being a Patriots fan because <laughs> they look better with cam.
1: <laughs> yeah. I messaged him. I was like, are you ready for Teddy Bridgewater to absolutely stop Tom Brady on Sunday? And he was like, shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Tom Brady, let's look at Tom Brady. He was 23 of 36 for 239 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and he was sacked three times uh one of his touchdowns was a two-yard pass to mike evans
2: that was like garbage
0: time too i think it was a garbage time touchdown and the other one was an oj howard touchdown he also ran for a touchdown
1: i was gonna say yeah let's let's not go let's not let's not do the whole like cam newton thing where we rule out (laughs) rushing touchdowns here yeah
0: they they also ran for a touchdown and i mean those are decent numbers uh but you do have to factor in that one of those interceptions was a pick six. It was an absolutely garbage throw, and, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, I don't know if Tom Brady is worth $25 million anymore. No. Especially when Cam Newton is playing for, what is it, $1.23 million? I think million
1: it's like dollars? seven nah. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, James Winston is, is being is paid less. Be
0: yeah.
1: Winston <laughs> being paid less to be a backup on the Saints.
0: I mean, the, the Bucks could have signed Teddy Bridgewater. They could have?
2: Yeah. Honestly, Teddy Bridgewater at this point in their careers is probably an equal, if not better, quarterback than Tom Brady. Okay. Yes, as crazy All as that. Oh, right. All right. No, Hold I, on. I. John has Hold a
0: point. 27-year-old Teddy Bridgewater is probably equal to or better than 45, yeah, excuse me, 45. 40-whatever-year-old Tom Brady. All
2: yeah, right. like – No, if you read – and, like, I'm not – this isn't entirely my own opinion because I don't watch enough games in enough detail to do this all by myself. But people that, like, chart quarterback accuracy and effectiveness and stuff have had Tom
1: Brady the last couple of years. I mean, if we're going to look at it statistically, fine. But, I mean mean, – We are saying,
0: like, right now. We're not saying – over the course of their career, because that's no, not even that's that's not, Yeah, that'd
2: be dumb. But I think, like, right now, it's like pick one player, like, pick a player. If you
0: gave me a choice and you said, here's t- here's $10 million, you can have either one of these two players for one year, I would take Teddy Bridgewater.
2: Yeah, like, if you're the Patriots, you probably take Tom Brady just because you it's a known thing, you know, how the the pieces fit together. But, like, going to a new team, I think Teddy Bridgewater is, like, a safer yeah, it's Option. a safer
0: thing because Tom Brady could rebound from this game and he could have an MVP season and mm-hmm. the Bucks could go 15-1 and one and win the Super Bowl, or he could continue on this downward spiral until everyone just realizes he doesn't have it anymore. Every, every single quarterback in the NFL that has ever played, that was ever elite, has this moment of reckoning where they're just not anymore. It happens to every single one. And I think that it's t- happening to Tom Brady right now. Fair.
2: I think uh, also. I,
0: did not dump Tom Brady for no reason.
2: Yeah. Also, I do find, the I do see, see the humor in us having this conversation right now because this conversation is had in September of every year for each of like the last five years.
0: Yes, exactly.
2: And then, like I said, the Patriots always win. So people are like, see what an absurd conversation, but. It's usually not been because of Tom Brady. Well, the last couple of years, it's not been because of Tom Brady specifically. So, yeah, is Tom we'll see Brady when he done?
1: seven touchdowns. He's going to throw like seven touchdowns on us on Sunday. But, yeah. Well, so, Tom
0: Brady is done. I will say that now. And it, and that ensures Brian's prediction he just made will come true. Uh, he's going to throw for 500 yards and seven touchdowns on Sunday. Gonna so, it's going to be a
2: fucking clinic. What's going to be funny <laughs> is that because our defense is not good to tie this into the Panthers, uh, he is probably going to have a very good game and people that don't pay quite as much attention are going to be like, see, Tom Brady is back. Don't he's count on touchdowns, Tom. Yeah. Rumors of his demise are greatly exaggerated So because he's, he's going to throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns against our not good defense.
1: Rasul Douglas and whoever the hell else they put off opposite him. Yeah. Rasul Douglas was alright.
0: He was pretty good, though. Well,
1: that's why I named him specifically. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Troy Pride will be the other corner.
1: <laughs> oh God, rookie Troy blood Pride.
0: Going
1: to be a fucking bloodbath, Jesus!
0: Yeah, because I mean, the Bucks' defense was actually pretty good on last Sunday. Yeah, their like,
1: defense is going to be good this year,
2: probably. New
0: Orleans—they scored thirty-four points, but like we've already said, six of those were from a pick-six. Like they, their offense did not score thirty-four points. Um, Breeze was held under two hundred yards.
1: Yeah, Breeze he, played bad.
0: Breeze wasn't that great either. 18 of 30, 160 yards, two touchdowns, no picks and a sack. Um, And the saints only managed to rush for 82 yards. So, and to me, the only looking at the box score, and I watched a good bit of the game. The only two players that, that um, Tampa had trouble with were Alvin Kamara and Jared cook, which we have Christian McCaffrey. So we have that Kamara type player but I don't think any of our tight ends are as good as Jared Cook is.
2: No. Wild so, um, take. Wild yeah, take, my so. friend. So, <laughs> Tampa Bay held the Saints to 4.1 yards per play, which is the best mark in the NFL uh, outside of the Washington-Philadelphia game because both of those teams better. But that game is just garbage. That doesn't count. But, yeah, to hold, the offense, to hold the Saints' offense to 4.1 yards per play is extremely impressive. Um, and the Saints' offense is going to be better than ours, most likely, even though Drew Brees is also very old.
0: Yeah, I, I think they might be better than us.
2: <laughs> yeah, Maybe. Alvin Kamara had—Alvin Kamara was, like, he he gave them problems as a receiver, but as a runner, he had 12 carries for 16 yards.
0: Yeah, they shut down the running game. I think if we can, if we can use Christian McCaffrey as a receiver, I think mm-hmm. he'll have more success.
1: Yeah, like but, let's be let's be honest here. The Bucks are going to shut him down in the running game. They did it twice last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, he's he's not going to rush for a hundred yards unless he gets a safe... like one crease well, and let's break he breaks off, off and eight, one big play. Yeah I, yeah, I think it's safe to to say that he's not going to be have a very productive day running the ball.
2: It certainly won't be like a Raiders game where he didn't really pop off any big runs but he just kind of nickled and dimed his way to 96 yards rushing yeah that, like decent that's efficiency.
0: Yeah. yeah
2: so yeah I, I as much as like i think the buccaneers that kind of got overhyped coming into this season i do think they're significantly better than the panthers and the panthers have very little chance of winning this game
1: well i mean really what it's going to come down to is it's like <clears throat> you just watch the film on what the the raiders did and obviously granted there were 10 to 12 different plays of the Panthers' defense didn't run the right play. But like <laughs> they all they really did was just not was just negate negative plays. That's what they did. Like there weren't a whole lot of negative plays. The drives that yeah. there were negative plays, they were almost always stopped. But the play the drives where they were just like Carr had easy throws to like his running backs, for example. Um, like you know, car, carr didn't like aside from rugs, uh he, like Rugs was t- was tearing the Panthers apart. <laughs> like, but yeah. um, aside from like a couple like long throws to Rugs, like they really didn't have to do a whole lot to move the ball. They didn't have to take a lot of chances. So it's like I that's kind of where I think the Bucks are going to just destroy the Panthers because that's the kind of game that Tom Brady is really good at at this point in his career. Like he's not going to yeah. make a lot of mistakes, and the Panthers are not going to force him to make a lot of mistakes. I don't think unless like the pass rush. I will say the Raiders' offensive line was pretty good. Where like the Bucks' offensive line, I'm kind of suspect of it, just because I don't think it's that good, and I think that the reason why Brady was also not like horrible in the last two years was because the the Patriots really went all out on making the offensive line good for him. So I
2: didn't get to see all of the game, but the parts that I did watch, it, it like they did give up sacks, but I think part of that's Brady's savvy and like aversion to taking sacks. But he was just kind of in like messy pockets and under pressure, like most of his dropbacks. So the Panthers might be able to get a little more pressure on him than they did Carr.
0: Yeah, I think the Raiders kind of game planned against getting pressure on Carr. And, um, cause there was a lot of quick throws, a lot of handoffs to Josh Jacobs. And their offensive line, like Brian pointed out, their offensive line is, I think, one of the like top five, 10 offensive lines in, in the league. Um, And much, much better than what Tampa Bay has. I think some
2: people I think there's a case to be made, and obviously I don't know this for sure, but just based off things I've read that they have the best offensive line in the NFL.
0: Yes.
1: That sounds like a John Gruden thing to do, so yeah.
2: (laughs) Well they have a bunch of either like recent or former and they're all huge, so it's it's a it's a sound argument to be made.
1: Well on top of that, they're really devoted to running the rock. Yeah. Like the pow- like power rushing game, which always benefits when you're uh your quick passing game. Where like the I Gruden don't think- grinders. The Gruden grinders. Grinding um, it out. Spider Y X banana. Um <laughs> Um I but I don't think the Bucks are built that way. I mean, like they have Leonard Fournette, but like I don't think they really even used him that much on Sunday. Like no, it their guy all, is Ronald Jones. Hardly. Yeah. Which that could be just because of how how recently they acquired him and knowing my luck they'll fucking pound leonard fournette down our throats on sunday <laughs> so but well oh another god thing. i
0: forgot they signed him that's exactly yeah. what's going to happen
1: but but <laughs> people forget leonard fournette's actually bad
2: so like it's not that big he's really deal. not that bad john
0: no like, he's bad He's pretty bad. okay.
1: He, All right, he was. He I,
0: for... I don't always agree with John about running backs, but I agree with John that Leonard Fournette is bad. All right,
1: All right. All right. Now I'm gonna. Now I need to hard defend myself. All right. You guys was talking. good at
0: LSU because he was bigger than everybody else. He's like Trent Richardson. Like mm-hmm. that's he was just he was one of the most more... productive
1: running backs of the league last year. What are you fucking talking about? He was. He was.
2: He accrued a lot of stats because he touched the ball 330-something times. So
0: that's his fault? It's volume stats.
2: Yeah. No, it's not his – no, I'm not saying – well, I mean, no, it's not his fault that he got the ball a lot, but it's his fault that he didn't really do anything particularly – Special with last it. Last
1: year was statistically the greatest the best of his career. He averaged four point three yards per carry, though he didn't. Ha- he only had three touchdowns. So,
2: isn't but, that kind but, of an uh, indictment when that's the best year of his career? But he,
1: but yeah. the Buc- but the Jaguars only had like five fucking touchdowns on the on the ground last year. Like it's I know, not, but four
2: point three yards. Their per,
0: running back was bad.
2: Yeah. well, their four point three oh yards God. per carry is like fine, but it's not great especially when you consider that he was like 3.5 for his first two
1: seasons. All right, then, well, I'm going to have my receipts ready for you assholes next, next and week they threw, when
0: they oh, threw no, the ball no, no, to no, him no, a lot. You, uh, no, no, because I absolutely am saying he will rush for 200 yards and score at least twice because he's bad.
2: Also, just a little thing, he caught 76 passes and averaged less than seven yards per catch, which is
1: absolutely awful. He's never really been a receiving back, though, has he? no and that's why yeah i well, mean like
0: you you go 5 yards past the line of scrimmage just to catch the ball so yeah, only, not, so he's basically no. just catching it and getting hit and falling down like he's no, getting nothing yeah. after after the catch you
1: don't checkdowns do not go 5 yards behind the line of scrimmage all the time come on now
0: no but it's real here but within 5 yards i mean he's not he's catching the ball and he's gaining anywhere from three to five yards after he catches it on it. That's not good.
2: I do, th- I do think it was funny. I do think it was funny that I think people for the most part thought of Fournette as like an inefficient volume um, stat pattern guy, like while he was at Jacksonville and then he gets cut, which to no one's surprise, because everyone was like, yeah, he's not that good. And then he signs with the Buccaneers and everybody's like, Oh, super team.
1: That wasn't what I was saying. I'm just saying that I don't I don't think he's
2: bad. No, I was a use of that, but that was kind of like the reaction around like Twitter and on in the media and stuff was just like the Bucks just keep stacking this roster with talent. Yeah, they keep
1: stacking the roster with people who aren't that good. Yeah, no, I get that. Like like Rob Gronkowski, he had he had like three fantasy points on Sunday.
2: And like LaShawn McCoy, who was really good in two thousand twelve and yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Which yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I get I get that argument. I just I don't think Leonard Fournette is bad. I think he's like probably in the top 20 as far as running backs go mm. in the NFL. I, I mean, which granted, you know, that's kind of a hard thing to really gauge. Um, it's, <laughs> you know, I, I, I just, I just don't think he's that bad. And obviously he's going to destroy the Panthers on Sunday because, but you know, Light. it's fine. I, we'll see. I mean, if they do that, here's the thing if they don't play Leonard Fournette after what the Raiders did to the Panthers, which granted uh, they ran up with Jacobs like 23 times and got 93 yards or something like that. So like, it wasn't a great performance by him, but he was the sole reason to me why the, why the Raiders offense was successful because they were consistently creating positive plays, even if they weren't, even if they weren't that positive, like two or three, four yards. They were almost there. There was very little negative with him, and that's the kind of that's the way you beat a young defense like the Panthers. So, if the Buccaneers are smart, they'll do that with Leonard Fournette.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm reading an article about we how Leonard, Fournette's Leonard actually Fournette. Actually, bad. I was gonna say we've played against Leonard Fournette once. Uh, he he, fucking, he ran 23 for times. 23 carries for 108 yards and one touchdown.
2: Yeah, he's that was Ronald year, Jones.
0: Right? I think uh, that was last yeah, year. Yeah, it would have been yeah. last year.
2: Was we played yeah. the AFC South after. Yeah, uh, for Nets, um, I'm, reading, I'm looking at this thing right now. His estimated points added per play was the second worst among running backs last year.
1: He played on the Jaguars, John.
2: That, that it is a situation independent uh stat for the most part. Yeah, it doesn't
0: matter what team you play for in that stat.
1: How do they grade? The, so how do they eval, How did they? I'm not going that in that depth stat? right
2: now. We're talking about their third string running back. Fine,
1: fine, fine. fine. We'll <laughs> stop. We'll stop arguing about Leonard Fournette. Fine. Um,
2: <laughs> He's not good. There's a reason he got cut by a terrible team and signed on as a third string running back with the Buccaneers. and got none of the carries behind Ronald Jones, who's also not been that great for his career.
1: Yeah, they've been really hyped on. Well, they, I should say the media has been really hyped on Ronald Jones all offseason. So mm-hmm. I guess he's like that. That OK, yeah, before we got into the whole fucking argument about Leonard Fournette, that was <laughs> that was the point I was going to make is that they're not a team where they're devoted to running the ball down your throats like a power rushing offense because Ronald Jones is their guy and that's not who he is. Um, so I think Carolina might have a better chance at stopping the run on Sunday because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um, because they're obviously, you know, like it's a young defense, but a team that's not beating the shit out of them on the on the front lines is probably going to have less of a chance when you got all that young, fast talent around.
2: And to be fair, the Panthers didn't do a poor job necessarily against the run. They gave up a lot of touchdowns, but touchdowns are kind of a situational thing more than a like competency thing. Because, yeah. the, 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 like, Josh Jacobs averaged less than four yards a carry. He just got – he just scored on – he just got three good runs near the end zone. But that's just, like, a like it's kind of a play-calling thing. Like, I remember when Carson Wentz was having his MVP season, it's like, well, yeah, they just throw the ball every time. He just – it was only because he had a bunch of touchdown passes, and it's like, well, yeah, they just throw it every time they get close to the end zone. It's not really anything he's doing right. And that's kind of what happened with Josh Jacobs. I mean, he Jacobs. was throwing
1: the ball right, and they were being completed, but okay. Yeah,
2: but – yeah, but he the, didn't vol- win the Super
0: Bowl. Nick Foles did
2: the volume <laughs> is what I'm. <laughs> the volume was a result of, and the volume of touchdowns is a result of you know situations as more so than it is about well that how good that a was is. kind of
1: to give you like a counterpoint. The reason why I mentioned Jackson, even though or J- Jacobs, I should say, even mm-hmm. though on the stat sheet he wasn't the most productive. Mm-hmm the plays where he did pick up what he needed to were like really crucial to keeping drives alive. That's, yeah. that's kind of like the point I was making here is that I think that because the Buccaneers don't have that type of rushing offense, the Panthers defense might actually be better.
2: Yeah. There's they might no get problem. going to
1: give up like 35 points, but I think we'll be less uh, d- pessimistic about it.
2: <laughs> well, they, yeah, they, they didn't really get enough like negative plays that would completely shut down a drive. It was kind of just like a limit him to a couple yards type of thing. Right. Where it really to really be like effective with your run stopping is you have to get negative plays to put
1: offenses behind, behind yep. the chains.
0: It's it's why Aaron Donald isn't effective against the run. <laughs>
1: exactly, Aaron Donald sucks. You heard it here first. We're we gonna do um, like a
2: score predict- predictions for this well, for this game.
0: Yeah, or do you have any about? Well
1: I mean I was going to talk about the wide receivers against the Panthers cornerbacks. <laughs> Do but, I mean, we really like, need to yeah, it's I, Mike I, was, and I was Chris just,
0: Godwin. I was just, it's here's my
1: our analysis is going to be a nightmare.
0: Biggest, it's going to be the biggest nightmare that Panthers fans <laughs> have seen since Julio Jones put up 300 yards. <laughs> I just want a bloodbath.
1: I just wanted to at least touch on that for a moment because there's going to be people out there who are going to be like, well, the Panthers' defense will be okay. I mean, you know, as long as they stop Mike Evans or Godwin. No, they're fucked. (laughs) They are fucked. (laughs) fucked.
0: Now, the only saving grace that we may have is Mike Evans has been dealing with a hamstring injury. He may not play much.
2: Yeah, he was very limited.
0: He was very limited against New Orleans. He only had one catch. That was that two-yard touchdown in garbage time. So he might not play that much because they're also probably gonna be like protecting him, so to speak, for the long the long haul. And they don't really need him because they have Chris Godwin on the other side.
1: Yeah. He also tends to almost get himself ejected almost every time he plays the Saints and goes up against Marshawn Lattimore. So uh maybe we should just like if Dante Jackson plays maybe they should just tell Dante Jackson to piss him off as much as they can. (laughs) Yeah. If they
2: both get thrown (laughs) out of the game
1: that's a net win panthers so
2: dante jackson ready and willing to talk trash to an opponent to try to get in their head
0: yeah and then he'll get burned on a 70 yard touchdown (laughs) yeah and then then hurt his ankle (laughs) that's the full dante jackson experience
1: that's the dante jackson experience my friends. that's that's kind of ties
2: back to what we're talking about like tom brady doesn't look is not very good anymore but he's still gonna torch the panthers and it's more because chris godwin's just gonna be running in 10 yards of space on every pass play
0: yeah. And then we haven't even talked about Gronk yet.
2: He's not going to do shit.
0: <laughs> he might. I, I mean, he our might. linebackers,
2: if our there's linebackers... any linebacking core that will allow lots of catches to tight ends.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's going to he's going to eat to hear Whitehead for breakfast. I mean, yeah. it's
1: Yeah, I, I think if you're the Panthers, you deploy your three safety defense and you devote um Chin to covering Gronk, which I I know that sounds stupid because he's a rookie, but I think that no, Gronk it's probably the right call.
0: It's probably yeah. what I would do too. Yeah,
2: but they also have OJ that... Howard, who's actually good too.
0: Yeah, OJ well, Howard's pretty good too, especially when no, a real t- quarterback throw into him.
1: True. No, well, that well, we we shouldn't have said that because then they're going to figure it out listening to the podcast. But you know, <laughs> if, if if Gronk plays the majority of the snaps, I would put Chin on him and just let Chin, you know, be more athletic than him. Yeah, that's that's my take though.
2: no i mean i I agree but he is (laughs) he is a rookie and it's it's just though it's it's not the tom brady thing that i'm worried about it's the buccaneers weapons versus the panthers coverage that will be a problem
0: yeah i mean i think literally any quarterback who can who has a functioning arm would be able to connect with chris godwin against our secondary yeah Like, that's what worries me, too. I don't think Tom Brady's going to beat us. I think Chris Godwin is going to beat us. Yeah. And if we double-team Chris Godwin, then O.J. Howard, Gronk, or Mike Evans is going to beat us.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. We're going to give up a lot of points again, and we will most weeks most likely. We
0: are going to have to score at least 30 points to have a chance to win this game.
1: Speaking of points, let's uh, jump into our scoring predictions. Brad, what do you think?
0: Um, as much as I would like to see us win, I think that Tampa Bay just has too much firepower. And I think we will probably play a little bit worse than we did last week, but still not terrible. And I think Tampa's going uh, to win 38-27. to
1: 38-27. I mean, that would be a respectable score against Tom Brady led Buccaneers, so I I wouldn't be mad with that. John, what about you?
2: Uh all of the reasons are the same as Brad's. I B- Buccaneers 34, Panthers 20.
1: I predict Panthers 28, Buccaneers 21.
0: Why? Yeah, why?
1: <laughs> because because I think the Panthers' pass rush is going to get after Tom Brady and rattle him, and we all know over the course of his what, like last eight years of his career, that's how you get after him. And I, I just don't think the Buccaneers' offensive line is that good, and I think that the Panthers' defensive line is super athletic. Um, I think Brian Burns, if they actually let him, they'll he'll get after the quarterback. I think that they're going to have a lot of problems with K1 Short and Derek Brown, and if they can rattle him. I think the Panthers can actually win this game because the the Bucks are not going to rely on the rushing game. And I think they absolutely should. And if they're smart, they should rely on the rushing game because they will definitely win if they do. But if they don't, if they tried it the same approach they did against the saints, I think the Panthers have a chance.
2: This is, this is different because like, I feel like in years past, it's always been Brad and I picking the Panthers and Brian not.
0: Yeah. yeah I well. remember one time when Brian would never pick the Panthers to win. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah
1: exactly what's a new new regime (laughs) it's a new regime the rules don't apply anymore (laughs) get it because our coach's name is matt rule
2: it is that that is his name
1: yes yeah well if you guys don't have anything else you want to say um
2: nope we're right at an hour ish i think so good time to call the show
1: We'll call it a show. Well, anyway, from all of us here at the Keep Sounding podcast, this is Brad, Brian, and John. Excited for another weekend of Panthers football with this new look approach, which honestly has just been super refreshing to watch. And just it's exciting to look at And in terms of looking at the future. So we're pretty excited. It should be a fun game to watch. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect the, the Buccaneers to win, even if you really believe in my predictions. All right. I should say you shouldn't expect the Panthers to win unless you if you really. Wow, I'm fucking everything up. You all right, shouldn't expect you guys. the Panthers to win. You shouldn't expect the Panthers to win unless you really believe my opinion. So, anyway, from all of us here at the Keep Sounding Podcast, thanks for joining. We'll talk to you next week and check out the B and B Recap Show next week early on either Sunday or Monday. See
0: you later.